What's going on, everyone? It is another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. I'm your host, Jevin Lefave. On this episode, we are unfortunately not having Hayden on it, but I am joined by our wonderful friend, Begoff, recurring guest. You know him, you love him. And this was a fantastic episode because we went through, we ran through all the NHL series. We talked about the Kadri, um, circumstance and debacle and how St. Louis fans are continuing to show how classless they are and talked about Giordano, Russ signing their contracts, Florida getting swept by Tampa somehow embarrassingly, Calgary Edmonton, how McDavid is playing God mode and Rangers Carolina just seems to be the home team winning is it was a very very fun episode and I really hope you guys enjoy it. I know you guys will, and if you're listening to this, head over to the YouTube if you want to watch it, Left Side Heavy, subscribe, like, comment, ring the bell so you never miss an upload, and if you're listening, head to wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., leave a rating and review, really helps the algorithm, helps grow the show, and I won't let you guys wait any longer. Here's myself and Brandon Goff, and we talk about NHL playoffs on episode 101. Peace. I found your name in my yearbook, trying to remember who we were. It's become the new podcast ritual. Cracking one open. Mm. So you have to do it now. <sighs> Cheers. To episode 101. It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, presented by Blue Wire Podcasts. I'm your host, Jevin Lefave. We are without host Hayden Barton, because he has other commitments. It's his... Lady friend's birthday. Lame excuse to miss. Yeah. Simp. <laughs> what is it? I think that's the most ridiculous term ever. <laughs> like, oh, every time I, I think simp, I just think of a chimp. I don't know. It's Yeah. I just think of a little chimpanzee. And just, I don't know. Just rhyming. Simp, but, chimp, gimp, yeah. limp, pimp. Pimp, P-I-M-P. Great yeah. song by 50. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this conversation go? <laughs> No, yeah, but it's episode 101, uh, coming at you with my boy B. Goff here, and we're going to be talking a little playoff hockey, nothing really much else, but just some playoff updates, we're currently watching the Rangers-Carolina game, Rangers are up 4-1, so if you catch us looking up above the camera, then that's exactly what we're watching, five minutes left on this beautiful Tuesday evening, series should be tied. 2-2 two, two after this, but... Let's hope so. Okay, uh, the uh, the standard would be me to completely mush the Rangers and have Carolina come back. Yeah, you could be jinxing them pretty good, but the... Uh, I, I mean, they do have zero shots on the power play, but <laughs> five minutes left up, three goals. I hope yeah. they win. Yeah, they... they it, it'll be hard to... That's like a... I don't even know, 20... I was going to say 20, a certain year of the Leafs, but 
basically the Leafs from 2010 till now. <laughs> That'd be a real Leafs move. Yeah, exactly. But um, what have you been? Uh, what have been your thoughts about the second round in general? It's been pretty crazy. I mean, like we already have one surprise end of a series, but overall, what have been your thoughts of the second round? I thought the the round has been all over the map. I thought that if there was going to be a sweep, that it was going to be Colorado sweeping St. Louis, if there was going to be one. Yeah. Um, St. Louis looked like they were going to maybe make a run at it, but obviously losing Bennington's pretty big piece to not have for them, which, I mean, yes, he was not playing the best, but definitely he's the he's the goalie that's won him a cup in the past, so that's a big mm-hmm. piece to miss out on. Obviously, the Calgary... Edmonton series has just been it's been the best series I don't even know what words you can use to describe yeah. it. it's the battle of Alberta it's amazing um like you said the the sweep of Tampa beating Florida is very very surprising I don't think anybody saw that coming a lot of people saw Tampa beating Florida but not in a sweep for sure no and then yeah this Rangers one has been I think closer than expected I think a lot of people saw Carolina manhandling them quite a bit yeah, but, it's this Carolina team is really confusing me. It's because, I mean, yeah, they're just really confusing because they're juggernauts at home, but then they just look like they can't do anything on the road. Yeah. But before we get to playoff hockey, I've barely talked to you in the past, like, week, I feel. Like, I just feel like I haven't actually interacted with you. How have yeah. you been, brother? I've been good, yeah. I mean... I mean, you regular st- poco life. Yeah, I mean, you started another a new job. We haven't really talked about that since you've been on. Yeah, I was doing some work as a archaeologist for a little bit there, and then basically just digging for treasure and not finding anything. No, <laughs> finding a little bit of stuff, but yeah. nothing too crazy. And then yeah, I go to Arizona this week for field school. So leave on Saturday, and I'm gone for what for field school. So I don't really know what the difference between field school and a field trip is, but basically going on a field trip for two weeks to Arizona. So for your for school, for school, yeah. that's fire. Yeah, fully funded to the government, so it's pretty sweet. That's interesting. Are you just gonna be going on hikes and digging. That's what I think is happening. We're gonna go to some some historical sites, archaeological sites. Go to some museums. Go. I think the the first like eight or nine days were going to be hanging out at flagstaff which is like northern arizona okay at N- northern arizona university mm. and then we spend the last few days in downtown phoenix which could be a, a mess gotcha yeah that sounds fire though yeah it's pretty fun i'm excited i mean we have a trip to arizona planned hopefully yeah that's and hopefully everything works out for that that'd be yeah. pretty sweet I mean, we got everything booked, and that was like <laughs> that story. I tell the way I tell people is hilarious. Like we're both about to leave Leo's for the night, and you just look at me. You're like, "Hey, I found this uh, Airbnb uh, during the Super Bowl. It's about like four hundred dollars for the weekend per person." Yeah. And I'm like, "Sick." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah. Um, it's canceled any time, and we don't have to pay till we get there." And I'm like. Why haven't you booked it yet? <laughs> and then I originally booked it for the wrong week. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, nice. And then I was like, oh, damn, it's going to be so expensive. Same price. Same oh. price. 
but either the place is going to be an absolute mess when we get there and not look anything like the pictures or we just found an absolute steal it, regardless it's going to be unreal. it'll be fun yeah week of the waste management and the super bowl in arizona it's hard to beat arizona has been a place i've been really looking for i've been really wanting to go to yeah i feel like arizona is a place where like like the dads always go mm-hmm. and they always talk about it yeah and you just never know or never understand yeah so like what's the hype about it yeah but i mean my parents went to a coyotes canucks game that like, was a long time like ago right? years ago and tickets were 20 bucks oh yeah i i'm pretty sure it was arizona that my dad was telling me the story one time actually it might have been minnesota from back in the day but i'm pretty sure it was arizona but it was something like if you bought like a 24 case from the liquor store that was like across the street from the arena, you got tickets to the game that night. That's unbelievable. Like because they were just giving them away for free because there's nobody that would go. That's sick. I mean, that's excellent marketing. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> the Canucks did that. Be like, buy a 36 rack and get the tickets for $50 cheaper. I was going to say, even if you got it for the price of what the 36 pack would cost, you'd still save at least 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. No, 100%. On, on the crappy, like, ticket night yeah. games against, I don't even know who, but. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, fair. Besides the Sedin night, which you, uh, Got you bought at the beginning of the season. <laughs> we bought those. I think it was two weeks before the game because it was Keenan's nineteenth birthday. So and he was the first one of us to turn nineteen that wanted to go to a game. So we yeah. were like, perfect, we can go watch the Coyotes because M- Matt Nelson's like an unofficial Coyotes fan. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, this I is hilarious. Th- I feel like he just started cheering for them because of like he thought that was hilarious how yeah. they sucked. Yeah. And so he was like half Coyotes. Or like, he's like a three quarters Bruins fan, one quarter Coyotes fan. So we're like, perfect. This guy kind of likes the Coyotes. This guy's it's his birthday. I just want to go have a good time and watch a hockey game. Yeah. And then, yeah, like a week before the game, all of a sudden, or maybe it was was it even a week. I don't even know if it was a week. It was like a couple days before the game. I, I thought think. I thought it was like months. No, but like when they announced their retirement, I'm pretty sure it was like it was very maybe like two weeks or something. Like it was very close. Okay. Like because we bought the tickets and then like maybe it was a week after we bought the tickets or. It oh, was, I thought you had the tickets on lock for like. A no, few it months. was it was very like we talked about it but didn't actually buy oh. tickets and, like till very close to, and yeah, we spent thirty dollars on our tickets and got to see the Sedines play their last ever game. That's in Vancouver. unbelievable. The people that were sitting beside us, I think they paid two fifty a ticket. And the three of us are standing here, and we're just like, uh. We got our $90 combined. Yeah, we had pe- like we had people offering us like $300 for each of our tickets, and we're just like, nah, screw it. Like, yeah, we could just buy beer and chill at home and pocket the money and watch no, the game. But like, but that experience. Great experience, and it was only 30 I mean, we spent much more than $30 on beer. Naturally. But, but it was a $30 experience of a lifetime. But people spent the same amount on beer, plus... Two hundred and seventy dollars more, more to sit ticket. right beside me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even if like, because just the preface of saying, "Yeah, I went to the Sedin's last game." That's unreal on its own. Yeah. But you got like 
the send off that they got. Yeah. The and the OT winner. The OT winner. They scored. The at crowd tw- was going bananas the whole time. They scored at twenty two thirty three of the third period. It was period, just ridiculous. Pretty much. Like it was like the three minutes and twenty two seconds of overtime. Like yeah. it was just. It wasn't real. Yeah, like if you took overtime and the third period, it was twenty two thirty three. Yeah, and then when every when every time either that they would step on the ice or get the puck, like they'd step on the ice, everyone would stand up out of their seats and start cheering. And then when yeah. they get the puck, the place was like electric. Erupting. Like, yeah, you would think this they won the Stanley Cup because they were going so bananas in that place. There couldn't have been a better script to that game. Yeah, and. Um, Bo Horvat when he was on Chicklets. Yeah. He said he was like, yeah, the beer sales. Oh. Were ridiculous. Like, well, like, no, like, some of the beer sales came out to, like, 333 yeah. and 22 cents or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Like, everything about that day was just Henrik and Daniel Sedin, and it made no sense. But it happened. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things it's, I've ever... It, I would say the only thing that is too bad is that they had one more game left like if that could have been their last game yeah because they played in edmonton edmonton shortly after yeah, yeah. like a couple days after that like if that could have been their last game that would have been sweet yeah that's oh man i was i remember watching that game i think i was in leo's and there was people up front and no one was paying attention to the customers oh yeah but well, none of the customers everybody was watching cared. the tv <laughs> everyone was watching the tv and no one cared about pizza at that point yeah and we're like, yeah, we'll get to you. And they're like, we're not in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I literally left my couch leave, watching this game to come pick up my pizza. And I just, you guys have a TV here. Yeah. And then we just all watched the OT period. And I'm pretty sure there was like 30 of us in Leo's, including staff and customers. Wow. And then we all erupted when Daniel scored in overtime. Yeah. One of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And you got to go to it. I'm so jealous. I know. I, I got a. I had a pretty good streak. I think it was that year because it was like I got to see Thatcher's first win. Okay. Sedin's last game in Vancouver. Pedersen's first game in first goal in Vancouver, and then the next season after that, I got to see Hughes play his. I think it it, it was the season opener and Hughes scored his first goal. Okay. I had a pretty good streak going on there of Canucks first, and then. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but you saw Pedersen's first goal live. Yeah, I went to the game with my dad. I remember against ex- Calgary. I remember exactly where I was. Wasn't that Louis's first game too? I mean, like, no, Louis was. It's hard to tell because no, Louis was on the team when the Sedins were here. I think. Okay, and yeah, no, yeah, they were. But because I remember it was it was Petey's first shift. Skates on the ice. Stood there for like five seconds, got off the ice because Good Branson blew somebody up, and then there was a fight the next whistle. And I was, and my dad and I were like in between Markstrom and the Canucks bench in that corner. Oh, okay. And we were like basically right along the boards, like the lengthwise. Oh, so we had like the view of everything, like him stepping on, him getting yanked off. And then when he went down on the two on one on the opposite side, we had, we had basically like, like, you know, they get like the shooter's eye when you're right behind the guy. Oh, you got the shooter's eye? Of, of PD scoring his first goal and roofing it. Yeah, that's it was, unbelievable. That's pretty sweet, but yeah, I was, yeah, I remember sitting. I went way more crazy than I thought I would. Like I was, I went insane. Going bananas cheering for a guy that's yeah. older than us. <laughs> <laughs> we 
When I just think about that, like I see Robert Thomas on St. Louis. Yeah. He is exactly my age. He's yeah. July 2nd, 1999. Yeah. And I'm like, he's just in the show. Yeah, one it's not the, fair. <laughs> one of the best young players in the league. What an idiot. <laughs> and I'm just... Top, we're just in here talking about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're talking about a guy our age. Yeah. And there's kids like Jack Hughes who are younger. It's just, it's it's unfair, man. It's unfair. I always start talking about that. I'm like, we're getting to that age now where it's like, I'm that washed up bum watching these guys going, oh, I played with that guy, like yeah. watching lacrosse. I watch the NLL now, and it's like all these guys I played against and played with, and I'm like, hey, I know, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. I'm like, damn, like that used to be the old guys when I was growing up. Now yeah. I'm getting to be that old guy. Yeah. Like I'm only 23, but I'm that old guy now. Yeah. And just seeing kids get drafted, and they're like, born 2004, and I'm like, yeah. Well, like the WHL drafts probably drafting like 08s now or something stupid. A kid. 14 years old. Got drafted first overall. Yeah. 14. 14 years old. What's that? Nine? What are we? 20, we're 23? You're 22, I'm 23? Yeah. Nine years, right? Math? Math guy, yeah. 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 Eight, nine years. Eight, nine, depending. Something like that. Somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Stupid. <sighs> it's messed up, man. It's messed up. But, uh... Shall we get into some uh, some hockey here? Works for me. We got uh, I want to start it off with just some general news. We got a few contracts that were signed. Um, Giordano takes a absolute discount. Homer signs a resigns in Toronto for two years, one point six million dollars, and that is not the annual yeah salary. He's eight hundred k. He's making a year. He's got the Buffalo special. Yeah, the Buffalo Special. By his choice, too. Seriously. He won the Norris, what, three years ago? Something like that, In 2019, when the year Tampa got swept. Yeah. He won the Norris that year. And three years later, he's making 800K. Yeah, how many many guys are three years off of Norris are making 800K? It's ridiculous. Like, Letang, Giordano's 35 years old, and he could easily be making what? Four million? I'd say it Four or five million? Latang's 34. He's expecting seven. Yeah. And Giordano's making 800K. Yeah. And he is, let me tell you, much better than 800K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Isn't Shen at a mil or something like that? 900K? Yeah. So, who would you rather have? Shen at a mil or Giordano <laughs> at 800K? Yo, I kept, <laughs> I kept saying, like, for the longest time, I love Shen for the oh, price that we're paying. Oh yeah, him. great, great player for Vancouver. Now he's overpaid. <laughs> Everybody now that all, yeah. all these all, all these GMs are going into the off season, going, you want to make this money? Hey guy, this guy won a Norris three years ago, and he makes eight hundred k. You're making eight fifty. Yeah, if you come into my office asking for two mil. Yeah. No. Yeah, free agency's calling your name, buddy. Yeah. Oh my god, but the thing is, is like, that's an outlier. Yeah. Like. Even GMs would be like, okay, that's, like, that's not normal. Yeah, that's 100%, like, freakish. Yeah, so even bums 
deserve more than yeah. 800 rookies well, are making 750 they, they went in with like a team like saying like hey take a team friendly discount and they said and then they went back with a mill and he said no 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 800k that's like jason spezza yeah he said he took the vet men yeah and he said in interviews like if i could take less money i would have yeah but i can't it's i literally I'm not can't allowed. Ma- i'm not allowed to make less money yeah or else i would be making like 500k yeah and with him too like he said when he got put on the waivers the one year he's like anybody picks me up i'll retire and yeah. then like when they were talking about him this year like having to extend kind of thing they're like um what are your thoughts he said i'll play in toronto or i'll retire like yeah it's toronto or i'm in the stands yeah so just toronto's gotten so lucky with two absolute classy vets yeah and Giordano did not have to do that. No. But I truly think that, and just like everyone watching these playoffs, especially when you see how Florida lost to Tampa, Toronto was so close to taking the next step. Yep. And they have the core to do it. So I honestly completely understand Giordano for taking a discount. Yeah. Dubas probably looked at him and was like, hey, we're kind of scraping the barrel here with cap space. Yeah help us out we can't afford like, to pay you what you're worth anyways and yeah and a lot of he's not going to get that much better of an opportunity anywhere else he's getting old yeah like so and toronto as much as their playoffs success or playoffs yeah um whatever you want to call they it had success I, in the playoffs yeah, this year compared like, to years past i would say like they totally deserve to beat tampa this year yeah i game seven yeah. i'm like Toronto is moving on to the second round. Yeah. I thought they were going to beat Tampa. Like, Toronto was so close, and I truly think... Like, they would have gone to the Stanley Cup final if they beat Tampa. You think? Yeah. I think they would have washed Florida. Yeah, I mean... And, it, I, think, it, and I think they really can beat New York Knowing what Carolina. we know now and how Tampa swept Florida. Even... Like, was Florida... Like, Washington was a bottom of the playoff team yeah that florida worked pretty good um got, got a little close it did get a little yeah. s- little sneaky yeah <laughs> but like when it came to it it was florida was the mm-hmm. they were the president's trophy winners yeah and uh now that we like i said now that we know what we know like tampa was very close to losing to toronto and tampa swept florida so who's to say that the leafs yeah. wouldn't have not maybe not not necessarily swept them, but at least would have maybe taken it in five or yeah. in six, but not a close six. Yeah. Even before the, like, game six of Toronto-Tampa, I'm like, if Toronto moves on, they're going to at least the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. Yeah. I just want... They just seemed like they were playing... Like, they were just playing well. Like, they just... Something seemed different with them. And I, the way I saw Florida playing versus Washington, I'm like, I just don't trust them yeah i trust toronto way more and i totally understand why giordano signed for 800k because i think he just sees he's like yo this team's close they're right there yeah they got potential yeah and i think that them going this game seven was way different than any boston bruins or any other game seven that they played because i think they really thought yo we could have won that series yeah for sure and i think too like the one thing people are going to obviously say that the Leafs lost another game seven. Ha ha ha. But when you look at it, 
A, they were that close, mm-hmm. and B, they also lost in Game 7 to the back-to-back champs who yeah. just swept the President's Trophy winners. Yeah. Like... And even, <laughs> like, there was so many comments... that? Like, there were so many comments in, like, Instagram posts by NHL, Spittin' Chicklets, Puck Empire, like, all these hockey accounts about Tampa going up 2 nothing on Florida, like, how they're outplaying Florida and all that, like, when they swept them. And Toronto fans were like, I hate that we lost still, but this makes me feel better. Yeah. Because we took this team to seven games. Yeah. And they just This team is dominating. Swept yeah. The President's Trophy champs. Yeah. Bunch so, of freaks. Yeah. So I think Giordano made the right choice by not being selfish. And I think, like, Dubas got lucky, but Toronto still needs to really... I, I, Make some changes to reconstruct their roster. They need a bit more bite in the top six. Maybe yeah. whether that's some offer sheets and all that. Whatever trades make it happen. Just get more grit and players who can play in the top six. And I really think this team can go on a run like anytime soon. So And one thing too with that, like I think that Geo signing a contract like this and like we already said Spezza has, like maybe this'll start to make it a common thing, like I mean, yeah, Jumbo signed a cheap deal down in Florida, but living in Florida for your retirement is a little different than living in Toronto for your retirement. Like, Drew Downs going to get, like, 40% of that taken yeah. away. He's yeah. literally just there to... He's there to try to win. Yeah. And hopefully, I, I mean, I would like to see it that a lot of guys taking discounts becomes more of a thing. Yeah. Because... 100%. That's what guy. That's what guys did in in Pet, Pittsburgh for years. They yeah. took discounts and Crosby. Yeah, yeah he's, they won cups. If Crosby wasn't so superstitious, he'd be making like twelve million dollars. Oh right yeah, now. he just likes his eight seven eight seven eight seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you don't think like this sends a message to like Matthews and Marner and Nylander and them? Yeah, like Nylander the, waited six months to get eight million dollars. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't have taken six to maybe bring in one extra guy. Yeah, and if everybody would have said take two mil off their deal you could bring in another those three guys i mean if you want to say four with Tavares, even if it's a miller 1.5 like holy that was quick goal yeah edmonton just scored 21 seconds in sorry to interrupt you there but all good but they could bring in another guy that's another kneelander for that much money well i mean the next guy we have yeah they could have brought in one and a half of this yeah exactly like yeah, because what, Matthews is making 11, Marner's making 10, Tavares 11, Nylander 8? Something like that, roughly. yeah. If you just take Tavares to even if 9... You, even if you take a mil off each one, a $4 million guy, you can get a couple... You can. There's some good players for $4 million, right? Yeah, so it's... Yeah, when you when you put it like that, it, it sends a message what Giordano did. And it's like, hey, guys. Yeah. You want to like, win? Yeah. This is... The, this is one of the this easiest ways takes. to do it. This is what it takes. It take less money because you know that the cap in the NHL is tough as yeah. it is. It's hard. Like it's hard to get around. It's not like the NFL where you can like make it signing bonuses and everything yeah. and take clear. Or if you want to go over, you just pay a luxury tax. Like, yeah. That's not a thing. No, so. it's it's a hard cap. So yeah. Oh, bad turnover. No, yeah, that's on Markstrom. Markstrom. He has not been playing well. But uh, no. we'll, uh, we'll move past this one. We'll go on to Brian Rust. Signs a six-year, 5.125 AAV. 
He had 24 goals, 34 assists for 58 points in 60 games. Is that good? It's not bad. <laughs> but uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this contract? I mean, I'd say it's definitely a good contract. He's been good in Pittsburgh. Yeah. The one thing that is kind of surprising in a way is that I would I would have thought that maybe they would have figured out the Gino and the tank, the tank situation. situation before they signed mm-hmm. someone else. Like, I don't know, is this a, a, a Jim Benning move of we're going to bring in OEL and Garland and extend him and Dickinson and all these guys. Oh, and then we're going to do Petey and Hughes or... Besser and Miller or Horvat. Yeah, like... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know exactly where the thought is with that, but, I mean, I'm sure that they must have something close with those other guys because I wouldn't think that they would worry about... Yeah. Especially with Sid's been as vocal as he is with the contract situation with Gino and Latang. Mm-hmm. so... No, because I think this is a bargain of a contract. Oh, yeah. I think he d- certainly deserved even like a mil and a half more. but And I definitely think he could have made that, but his art was clearly in Pittsburgh. Yep. And I was I agree with you. I thought Pittsburgh was going to kind of maybe at least get one of the big rocks out of the way with Latang and Malkin, but I honestly think that Rust, they wanted to show Rust that he wasn't second fiddle to those guys, even yeah. though he kind of is, but he deserves to kind of have his be he, as big of a priority as them. I mean, he is just because he hasn't been there as long. Yeah, he hasn't right? been, he doesn't have the legacy that Latang and Mal can carry, but he's been a, he's a proven player on Pittsburgh. He's shown that you can trust him. And no, oh yeah, so I'm, uh, I think this is a really good contract for, excuse me, for Pittsburgh, and I think it's a team-friendly deal that Russ took. But we'll see how um, the rest of the contract negotiations amongst the roster in total go, because that'll honestly be. Because did you hear that um, Gino and Latang got offered three-year, fifteen million dollar contracts each? And Sid said that was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I think I saw something the other day about them getting offered somewhere in like the sixes each year or something. Yeah. So, so they're, they're moving it up a little but Yeah. But I mean, like if that's, if it's going to take more than that, then it's, it's going to be really tough to bring both of them. You're going to have to move some pieces to. It, it's tough because it's kind of like the Kane, uh, Tave situation in Chicago. Yeah. Like that you can only take discounts for so long in a way because like, yeah. Yeah, they've got you three cups. He's like, what? It's kind of like almost. Yeah, they got you your heyday. Now, now pay them. But at the same time, like, if you pay them, then you're not winning it. Again. You're not yeah. winning again. Yeah. So it's because Malkin's thirty six, the tank's thirty four. Yeah. You're not gonna want to give them long term deals. Yeah. But are they gonna want three year deals? Like they might want more security because they might think that they have more play in them, but. How much do they actually have? Yeah, 100%. So it's going to be a very interesting scenario. But Rust, great contract. He's, uh, I think he's going to be a really solid player. I think he's going to be a close to like just under point-per-game player for the for his contract, which is, I think, a good $5 million player. Do you know, does it have, did they come out with like no move clauses or anything like that on that? I actually? haven't heard didn't, any yeah, of the same thing either, so details, so... I'm sure there's probably something with that kind of security, like that 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 kind of term you probably have, or like a modified after ten, three years, ten team or something like that, right? Yeah, 
as the years get in, the teams get longer. Yeah. Like the list gets longer, something like that. That's very common. Unless you're bending and he gives full no full no, full moves. no moves. Yeah. And, and only a ten team. Yeah. <laughs> Five team. Yeah, guy's an idiot. But um we'll go into some series because the next point I have was talk about the series in uh general, but Colorado St. Louis. So Colorado is up 3-1 in the series after beating um, St. Louis 5-1 in the series. But I, or in, no, what was it, 5-3, 5-2? I want to say 5-2. 5-2 in game four. But I haven't talked about it since uh, me and Corey went over and previewed the series. So we'll kind of start from the beginning. Uh, Bennington came in for Huso. And was playing really solid. Like, back to his 2019 form. Yeah. But Kadri going for a loose puck, collides with a defender, and they both run to Bennington. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that play? Like, Kadri innocent? I think it definitely, I mean, I have definitely... I think that our views are a little different because we don't have any real bias in that series. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't have, we're not a homer to either team. The way I just look at it is, I think if that's not Kadri, I don't think anybody's really talking about it. Yeah, I'm the same way. If it's anyone, it's getting swept under the rug. Exactly. It's just a, if it was McDavid that went for a loose puck and got shoved, and then that happens, or like, it's like whatever. Nugent it's, it's Hop- brushed off. Nugent Hopkins yeah. or something like that. Someone, Anybody. It doesn't it, have to be a superstar, yeah. but yeah, I, that was just the first thing that no, came to my mind. Yeah. But I think if it's anybody else. It's brushed off to the side. It's no big deal. It's only because Kadri has a history. Yeah. And people are... And a judge- history in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and people are judging it based on his history yeah. and not actually looking at the play itself. Which is fair because a lot of times when stuff happens, they look at, oh, does the guy have a history? But for that situation, like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with because, that play. Because if you kind of break it down, they collided and the first player to make contact with Bennington is the St. Louis defender. Yeah. And then Kadri came in after and just Bennington was going this way and then got hit the opposite way. Yeah. So then it kind of just it hurt if, him. If Kadri meant to do it, it would have been a lot worse. Like, like the, he he would have been down in, in the out of the count. You know what I mean? Like, like the Lucci. We'll get to it later. But like the Lucci hit on Smith. Yeah. Lucci said he's like, if I wanted to hit him, we would both not be playing next game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if if Luch wanted to do something, it would have been bad. Yeah. So I think Kadri, he would have, he wouldn't have gone for the defender first if he wanted to hit Bennington. No, he would have just if he wanted to do it, he would have yeah. gone right at him. So I think Kadri's innocent, and it sucks because this kind of segues into my next point. But the shit and comments that Kadri has been receiving online, he's been receiving racial and death threats yeah from saint like saint louis fans and just fans in general and it's sickening it's like it's heartbreaking seeing it because i'm like i can't believe someone can actually go into their phone out of their way yeah into his dms type that out and press send and feel good about themselves yeah. after Be like i got him like you're an idiot what do you get out of that yeah yeah what's your i don't understand i it's just sad, honestly. It it's is. Fr- sad and frustrating because, like, you feel bad for Kadri, and yeah. then it's just 
it's honestly just annoying the fact that it like stuff like this keeps coming up in conversations yeah i've never really been a cadre stan yeah because i'm i'm mainly he's not like a marchand to me mm-hmm. he's more just i just call him an idiot yep. like dude you're you're dumb you're yep. reckless whatever but he's not so much of like i hate him you know i yeah. just like some of the suspensions he's had is just like that's just a dumb you don't, you don't play hate where him, you, you just hate some of the stuff that he's done it's just it's more like you're just an idiot yeah like you don't think yeah that's how i carried kadri because so but like seeing this i've never been on a player's side more yeah. than kadri because i look at it and i'm like the play was not dirty at all it was a hockey play he was going for a loose puck defender went to hit him he went to hit the defender and they both went into bennington it is what it is shit happens but to go out of your way into someone's dms and like i don't know if you saw his i didn't see any wife's but yo they were like i saw a tweet and his wife didn't scratch out the usernames too she put oh, everyone yeah. on blast. As, the, as she should. And she was like, this is just like a small percentage yeah. of the DMs that... And that's probably... What what she probably posted is one of the nicer things. That, yeah. Like, I guess not nicer, but just not as bad things. Yeah. And some of the stuff, it was, it was gross. Yeah. And to think that this is still happening over a fucking game. It's a game. And and at the end of the day, it's a game, yeah. And it's, yeah, like you, said, it's heartbreaking, and I feel so bad for Kadri and the fact that he still has to go through this in twenty twenty two. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's embarrassing for, and this. I'm not saying all St. Louis Blues fans are like this because that's a. It's they're not. Oh yeah. But this doesn't leave a good reputation on them it's like when the canucks fans all rioted after the stanley yeah. cup it was an embarrassing thing for every canucks fan because yeah. you're like i'm i i have the same yeah. like I, I cheer for the same team as these people yeah. and these people are destroying the city yeah. it's somewhat on the same aspect of that yeah. like you somewhat resonate with these people and yeah. now i look like an idiot because of this guy or this yeah. it's person it's terrible and yeah i um i hope the way, oh, oh my! Kadri <laughs> just blew up Hyman, Cassian. I think, or Cassian. Oh my! <laughs> that was insane. Who dodged that? that I don't know. Crazy. But yeah, Cassian went around the net to go hit somebody, and oh. they dodged it, and he just demolished Hyman. <laughs> that was a massive hit. Holy! That's gonna be on misplays of the month. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They're oh, they're both in pain, eh? Oh, it was like Archibald or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a door off. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah, Cassian felt that one. Look at the trainers are all laughing. And for Cassian to feel that. Oh yeah. Like, holy. That's that's hilarious. Love to see that. Yeah, where were we? I lost my train of thought from that. Like we were talking about Kadri and yeah. the whole crappy situation, but no. But and then, like in the interview, like Kadri's like, I think, uh, 
I think Bennington just threw a water bottle at me. Yeah. And I think that's just Bennington being frustrated. Yeah. But I, like, for everything, all the aftermath, and we'll kind of move on from it because we don't want to be a dead horse or sound like a broken record. But it's, don't, whatever fan base you're a fan of, you should never be reaching out to a player who hurts your team in any way because that's not what it's about yeah like it you shouldn't be doing that no matter what he did it's it was a freak accident and and if if you're that person that has those i don't even know the word to call those thoughts type out a message to yourself look at it read it go nobody needs to see this and then delete it like because you will get nothing out of it yeah you could lose your job because oh, of yeah. it your entire life could be ruined from it and you get nothing out of it yeah there's no need for you that. gain nothing from it so the fact that st louis fans who did even like hockey fans in general whoever messaged Kadri about that you should be embarrassed about yourselves yeah. and karma's gonna come and bite you in the ass because Kadri did not deserve that in any way but um We'll stick on the subject because Kadri got his revenge and ultimately shoved it right up their hoop because he scored a Hattie right after. Yeah, next game. And I wanted one of the points, Perron got fined 5K for the cross check on Kadri. And that was one of the... Like, this is one I was like, I'm not even like a huge fan of Kadri, but I'm totally on his side here. Mm-hmm. Kadri was just... Ran into Perron. May have thrown him a little hit, but it could have also been like a self-defense. Oh, like when you're... I just hurt their goalie. Guys are going to come after me. And even like when you're skating looking this way. Yeah. And you see and someone's in your way, you immediately... Yeah. You, you, you like tense yeah. up. You're and like bracing. sometimes you just hit. It's yeah. a natural thing. So, yeah, fight or flight. Yeah. So he just does that. And then he's not doing any talk and whatever. He's not going for it anymore. Buchnevich just absolutely bowls him over and then Perron comes in with one of the greasiest cross checks and punches to the head. Kadri took an absolute beating and then he goes on to score the five on three yeah. power play goal. <laughs> Just like and dodges a disgusting attempt of an elbow from Perron. Yeah. Which I don't know about you, but I think that could have been suspendable yeah. from the attempt alone. I but I just love the fact, like, there, I don't think there's anything better in sports that when something happens to you that you're not deserved or warranted at all, that you go out there the next shift and you just stick it right to them by scoring. Yeah. Like, what more can you do in this sport? Like, I mean, obviously, if it's some guy, you could be like, all right, let's fight, and you beat him up. Yeah. But in the actual name of the game kind of thing, go out there and just score a goal on him. There's, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And, like, I was honestly questioning whether or not Kadri was going to make it out alive. Because I thought he was, like, St. Louis would be so frustrated yeah. that he's, like, shoving it right in their face. Like, you can get at me all you want, but I just keep scoring off your mistakes. Exactly. So, doing what I literally thought he was going to get yeah like shot yeah <laughs> just, they're already mad and then you keep scoring on them yeah you're just pissing them off even more <laughs> exactly but also barube was probably like guys 
just play hockey. Stop trying to attack yeah. him because he just he's because people forget Kadri's a good player on his own. He's a skilled yeah. hockey player. It's not like you're riling up. He's not a third liner like like Yuho Lamico. Yeah, like it's Kadri who's he had like he almost had a hundred points this year. Yeah, he's no slouch. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so Kadri scores three goals. Colorado wins, but what have him like? I want to go through all my points here, um, but I'm happy that Kadri got his revenge because that's beautiful. Um, Sammy Gerrard is out for the rest of the playoffs, rest of the season with a broken sternum. I don't know if you saw that hit, but that was you got you got sandwiched. Yeah, you got crunched. Yeah, and um, is Krug on the verge of returning? He seemed like he was uh, skating again, practicing yeah. with the team. Um, but I want to ask, like, is there any way that St. Louis can, like, come back into the series? Like, do you know, do you have any thought of, like, what they got to do to get back into this before we move on? Honestly, I think it's over. Yeah. I, I think that Colorado's, Colorado up 3-1, like. Going back to Colorado. Going back to Colorado. Too. Good, good luck. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I could say St. Louis got to score more goals than Colorado does, but that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Colorado is just, they will be down one, nothing, but being dominated in the game. Oh yeah. And well, I think Colorado is one of like the few teams in NHL that could honestly be down three, one going into a third period and still like they've got a shot at winning. You the go game. on Betway and they're favored to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like when the, I remember when it was the Leafs Tampa series it was game six before the game. Tampa was favored to win, but the Leafs were favored to win the series. And I was like, so you're telling me that I can bet on the Leafs favored to win the series, but Tampa's going to win this game. How does this make sense? <laughs> That'd be like Colorado going into the third period being down and being favored to win. Like, yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. No, it's me and my dad were talking about this, and he was like, it's weird. Like I uh and I think Colorado's up like 3-1 at this point. He's like it's weird. I I'm not, I haven't heard McKinnon at all. And I'm like isn't that just scarier? McKinnon isn't doing anything but they're yeah, dominating and winning 3-1 and he's like that's exactly it. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. The fact that you don't need McKinnon to be on his A game to like yeah, stomp on like they were out shooting St. Louis twenty five to nine and down one nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, is this gonna be another Florida? T- like, they're, is St. Louis like, gonna win this? They're game? like the Florida of the yeah. West Conference. Like, they're just but they've just been capitalizing on their chances. Yeah, yeah. Like they were down one nothing. I'm like, damn, St. Louis might steal this. Yeah. Colorado scores three goals in like seven minutes. I'm like, mm, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. I guess. <laughs> but no, I think I agree with you. I think. Colorado takes it next game in Colorado. That crowd's just going to be crazy. And I think even if Colorado loses, then this one, like, I think the yeah. series is it's it's Colorado's to lose. Yeah, I get one hundred percent agree. And they're just a wagon right now. Like they're just dominating on all cylinders. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel bad for Kemper because he can never stay in the game because Colorado's always down there and he never gets consistent shots. How do you stay in the game when you're not getting any action? Yeah, yeah. So that's the only reason why Kemper's letting in soft goals is because. 
I haven't gotten a shot in six minutes. Well, that was like Markstrom when game one of the Edmonton Calgary series there. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember. The shots were outrageous, yeah. like one sided. And then yeah. Markstrom let in like two goals on 10 shots or yeah. something like that. But it's like, yeah, the guy hasn't faced rubber in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, he got yeah. peppered at once yeah. and <laughs> he's like, just been standing there. Yeah. It's like, give me a break here. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, Colorado's just shrekking. Yeah. Man. I, they're still my cup pick. Like, I just don't see them, anyone really slowing down um, Colorado. But we'll move on to the first second-round series that's ended, Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, Tampa sweeps. Are they going to three-peat? <laughs> as much as we were just talking about no one beating Colorado, but you can they swept the President's Trophy winners without their top center. I said it the other day. I said the first cup they won without Stamkos. This last one, they did it, a lot of it without Cooch. Now they're going to do this one without Point. They're going to win next year without Hedman. Like, <laughs> they're just going to go through the lineup. They're going to win five in a row, yeah. each without one of their best players. Yeah. And then Vasilevsky after that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a joke. It's like a lot of people were like, okay, Florida's winning. Braden Point's not there. They looked stronger than, like, without point than with point. Yeah. Which I thought was impossible. It, it, they're a cheat code. Yeah. Like, they went GTA 4 mode, went pulled out the phone, did a bunch of random codes, looked it up online, pressed OK, and all of a sudden the helicopter appeared and they swept Florida. Yeah. Like, they have 10 straight series wins, 40 wins, 16 losses in those series and Vasilevsky in his past seven clinching his seven series clinching games he has six shutouts 200 shots on one goal allowed it's not fair it's not fair he's like when you would create a player in NHL and make him 99 and like 611 280 and would just dominate but Put in all real the life, sliders and down goalie. on the CPU. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we used to think we were so good at Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> and then we dominated. And then we'd play proper, and we just we'd play against like Ty or one of those guys, and they just like, wreck us. We're like was so man, good. we were so good yesterday. Yeah. But literally, that's that's Vasilevsky. He's just yeah. he's a freak. Yeah. Did you watch Game Four? I just caught the highlights. It was unbelievable. Like I, I just saw the stat. I was I was watching the stats all day, and then I caught the highlights at yeah. the end. Tampa scores, goals disallowed because yep. it hits the netting. Tampa scores again shortly after Sorelli hand pass. Yeah, I saw this funny tweet from <laughs> Pete Blackburn. Uh, he's like, the score is zero zero going into the third overtime. Tampa scored sixteen goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's so true that's what the pace was going and then the goal that patrick maroon does score when i saw it was patty it, maroon that was the one that scored was, i was like it's over it was the dumbest goal i've ever seen and i thought at first glance i thought it was high stick <laughs> but he reaches over bobrovsky and just hits it down yeah and then it just bounces in i said to avery i said tampa finally scored and he goes who was it and he goes pat i said patty maroon he goes, that's just demoralizing. Like, <laughs> and like the fact that they had like forty shots on net, 
they can't get one in, and then Patty Maroon is the one that buries yeah. one. Like, no, because I that's saw it. like because NHL um, posted like shortly after, or like some account on Instagram or tweeted it, and someone was like, "That would be the goal that Tampa scores to take the lead." <laughs> I'm like, it's true. Damn. It's true. There's those greasy ones, but I want what I wanted to say about Tampa is like the way they just like reconstructed their roster after losing so much last off season, like the way Patty Maroon's come up clutch, Nick Paul that acu- that deadline acquisition yep. has been stellar. Toronto's father, <laughs> Nick Paul, um, but who else was it? Um, Hagel from Chicago. Yeah, Hagel. Oh man. His name is slipping Ross Colton. Yep. Like the way that they're just integrating these yep. new guys and they're just taking the next step after everyone counted them out last off season. Yep. It's e- just, even like you, you say about Maroon, like that, yeah. that Maroon Perry. And I can't remember who the other one is. Um, Belmar. Is that yeah, Pierre Edward Belmar. That, that, that fourth line, like they're, they're like, fi- still finding ways to be effective in Corey, all their games. Corey Perry has five goals. These playoffs. Yes. Yeah. And it's, like so it's the way Tampa they I kept talking about it with Chris at Leo's yep. and my dad and it's just they just know how to win. They just yep. know how to win. When it comes down to it, it's just Well like like you said, like they they reconstructed what they needed on their roster. Everything else is the exact same. They're still the same two time Stanley Cup winning team. Like yeah. And this time around, no one can say shit about what they're doing. They can yeah. all they, all fans have yeah. is just they just have to accept what's happening in front yeah. of them and don't take it for granted because you're not going to see this. What are, What are you going to say? More. Oh, they they beat the team that has the sixty goal scorer. Oh, they beat the team that was the best team in the league this year. Now what? Like, yeah, <laughs> and they didn't do the and now they're cap cir- they didn't do the yeah. cap circumvention like they did last year, exactly. which Tampa tried to get the outlaw out of, yeah, exactly, it, and they were just like, okay, you don't want it outlaw, we're just gonna okay, do it. Gonna, okay, we'll take advantage of it, and yeah. then now they're gonna play against Carolina or New York, and do you think that either of those teams are gonna stop Tampa? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I do like Carolina. I think they're very well coached, but the way Tampa's playing, like. And this break couldn't have come at a better time. The fact that that's what that's the one thing I said coming into this round could get them is that they are an older team mm-hmm. coming off of a seven game series to a team in Florida that has had a break. Yeah, that could wreck them. Like not like needing like needing that time off. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> made me look like a real dummy yeah. saying that, right? Yeah, you just got to eat your words yeah. at that point. I was just like, uh, I said, to, I think I was talking to Matt Nelson about it, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, they, they could get them. The fact that, I mean, Florida's not a young team either, but having that break yeah. versus not having the break, two older teams, I mean, obviously they have lots of young guys. And like Toronto kind of put Tampa to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were fighting for their lives. Yeah. Um, Four games later. Yeah. Florida's golfing and Tampa's yeah. resting up for round exactly. three. Exactly. Round three against, if it's New York, I think okay. Tampa's got the. It might be another what, sweep. What's the trophy in the, the Prince of Wales? I I don't know. I, I think that's what it is, the, yeah. or something. Whatever it is, trophy, and Carolina. I honestly think it could be a really Carolina. Tough time. Carolina could have a chance, but if it's New York, then 
Yeah. I mean, like, if New York's not on the power play, they're not scoring. Yeah. Exactly. It's as easy as that. And Tampa just... And we just watched New York have zero shots on their power play. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Against Vassy, too. Like... <sighs> Vassy's just a machine. Yeah. You know, have you... Remember Iron Man... Was it one or two? When, like, his bodyguard... Makes his own. Yeah, makes his own. Is that first one or second one? I haven't seen him in forever, but I know what you're talking about. That's Vassy. Is the bigger machine that... Yeah, that just doesn't stop running. He's a truck. Yeah, it's the stat of... uh, All of his stats. Like, yeah... Just all of them in the past seven series clinching games. He dominates two hundred shots against one goal. Yeah, that's a nine nine five save percentage in series clinching games. Six shutouts. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's the best playoff goalie to ever live, and no one can, no one can argue it. Yeah, no one can argue it. But actually, one thing I do want to ask, um, because this was big. In game two, game three, I don't know if you saw it, but the goalie interference that wasn't called on was Sorelli when he going against at Bob. Yeah, when I he heard about it. when his butt hit Bobrovsky. Have you seen it? Pull up your phone. And Is that the see one where he's going across the net? He's screening Bobrovsky, and he kind of going across. But I want you to watch it because I have an opinion, and I don't know if I'm just an idiot, but I don't think that it was goalie interference because Sorelli was doing everything he is allowed to do. He was standing outside the blue paint, screening the goalie. Half of Bobrovsky's body is outside the blue paint, and his head hits Sorelli's pants. There's nothing more Sorelli can do. Bobrovsky initiated the contact. And then the goal was scored. So, yeah, I want to... There you go. Not yeah. having much dice here. No? Okay. But, yeah, I just... I wanted to just say this on record, at least. And I'll let you find it. But the goal interferences these playoffs have been really weird. There's been more than I've ever seen in my life. And it's getting to the point where in the NFL, like, you know, in the NFL when it's like, what's a catch nowadays? Like, it's hard to know what's a catch. Like, if the ball bobbles the slightest bit when you hit the ground, is it a catch or whatever? Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, is it going to count because was it goal interference? Like, no one knows anymore. But... When you tell a player, don't go in the blue paint, it won't be a goal. Sorelli was outside the blue paint, screening the goalie. Bobrovsky initiates contact, and half of his leg, or like his half of his body is outside the blue paint, and people are saying it was goal interference. Like, what more can Sorelli do? Yeah. I, they, there definitely has been a lot of issues with the goal interference and like the consistency of the calls the last i'd say year yeah um i think it was the start of this year that like at the all-star break there was a big meeting about goal interference calls and what is and what isn't a goal interference and it's 
I I said to my dad, or maybe it was my dad that brought it up. I was telling the guys the other day we were talking about it, and like, what? Are, like, what? Why is it so difficult? <laughs> like, there needs to be a blatant like black and white rule. Like, okay, if there's there's like a checklist of three things, and if there's this, 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 like, and this, then it's goal interference. But if you're missing one of them, it isn't. You know. Yeah. Like, is he outside the blue paint? Yes. Did the goalie initiate contact? Yes. Okay. Well, then that like, if if the player initiates contact, then yes, it's goal interference. If the goalie initiates the contact, then, you know. Exactly. I wanna. Got it there. But like. Like what is? Here, I'll rewind it here. I'm trying to put a full screen. This is kind of bad podcasting, but like Sorelli's like outside the blue paint. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Oh, uh, there's like I just and don't... they called that goal interference. No, they uh, they, they didn't. It. Yeah, but people but were people saying heard. it was, mm-hmm. and I just don't think there's like Sorelli's doing what he's allowed to do. Yeah, he's allowed to screen. He's allowed to. I just don't think it was. I think that's one of those ones too where you you call it what it is and, and just eat it. There's gonna be people that are gonna be sad that it's called, and there's gonna be people that are like the op- the opposite reaction. You know, people are gonna be like, "What the hell? That yeah. was the goalie interference." And the people that are gonna say, "What the hell are you talking about? That yeah. wasn't goalie interference." And that's yeah. just sometimes the there's the that's just the calls that are called. Sometimes it's yeah. just no. whatever. It depends what side you're on. Hundred percent. Uh, we'll go to the one that we're watching right now, Calgary-Edmonton. So Calgary is leading the series 2-1. Um, they're currently up 2-0 in game four. But what have, what have been your thoughts on uh, this series? A mess. <laughs> Unpredictable. First game was beer league. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, real. Like, that was like watching one of my beer league lacrosse games, like... One team just dominates forever, and then another team all of a sudden goes down, scores a bunch, and then all of a sudden the other team starts going a bunch again. And it, goaltending, like I think I could have done just as much in net. Yeah, like it was a wreck. And I yeah, had, I mean, what there was, we've had two games that teams have scored six so far. Uh, six four the other night, right? Yeah, and then nine six. Yeah, and this, I mean, they scored their second goal like two minutes in or. Halfway through the second or the first period here, like defense is not a thing in this series. Apparently, it's negative. Yeah, yeah, it's it's non-existent. But I was at Yellow Dog Brewery um, when this game started, and I got the notification. uh, Friedman, he's like, "Yeah, game Calgary Edmonton game one starting now." I look. 10 minutes later, 10, 15 minutes later, Sportsnet up, 3 nothing Calgary. I'm like, what happened here? And I, two goals in the opening minute. I'm like... Yeah, and then it, it got to, like, what, 5-2? Oh. It got to 5-1, and five, I was leaving Yellow Dog at 5-1, drove five minutes down the road. I was at a light, saw a tweet from Friedman, 6-4. Yeah. I'm like... I think it was the goal that they'd made it... 6-3. I said to Ty, I said, Edmonton's going to tie it up here, I think. Like, Edmonton might win this game. Yeah. Sure as shit, 
they actually tied it up and it was like what is going on like i think out of the first 13 goals <laughs> i saw one of them yeah i was i'm like what is happening this isn't hockey no this isn't professional hockey literally that's like back in the day when we used to go watch your guys's games like that would even be high scoring for those games yeah like, and no one could play hockey in that level. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I I don't even know what to say for that. Like, it it honestly just shocking because, yeah, it, it wasn't even like the shots were like outrageously like high shooting. Yeah. Like if it was, if it if the game finished like sixty shots to forty five shots, I would have been like, yeah, you know what, nine to six, like that's a lot of shot. That's a lot of rubber. Like you're not gonna save all those, but. For, like, an average shots game, maybe a little bit higher than average shots game. But I I don't know. Seeing I this, mean, it's fun to watch when there's yeah, lots of goals, but 100%. it got, almost got to the point where it was like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, like, no one can buy a save. Yeah. But watching this series just shows how much, like, of an MVP-like player <clears throat> Jake Ottinger was. Yeah. Like, they lost, what? 3-2 or 4-3 in the game six or when Calgary beat Dallas. Yeah. There was like 67 shots against Ottinger. He made yeah. 64 saves. Well, it was like the game one of this series, Calgary scored nine. They scored nine. Then it took them until game seven of that yeah. previous series to score nine in the series. Did you hear that quote from Sutter? Sutter. Yeah. yeah I told the guys they need to score seven to 10 goals this game. <laughs> We got told the last series was boring, so I told them that we had to score seven to ten goals this game. Yeah, that was hilarious. He's just, just a quote machine. I was just about to say that absolute quote machine. But there's a couple things I want to uh, ask your opinion about. Yeah. Uh, Kachuk. So um, Shillington gets a penalty, and then Kane and Kachuk get matching penalties. But Kachuk leaves the box before Kane ends up scoring the go-ahead goal. Yeah. What, what was your... Confusing as hell, a rule I've never heard of before. Watching that, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, Why is this allowed? Why, we were all talking, like, trying to come up with theories of, like, why this was able to happen. Yeah. And then, I can't remember, I think it was some of the someone on Twitter I saw that, like, kind of tweeted out the, the rule book, but in dummy down terms enough for us that it was like, since it's coincidentals, they have the they can pick who comes out first. Yeah, Friedman tweeted, um, since Calgary got coincidentals, they can choose who goes out first. Yeah. And I'm like, that is the dumbest rule I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. You would think it's whoever, like, but I, whatever I, one you, whatever, like, cause there's, unless they can go down the line and then, like, see two refs going at the, at the same time, raising their hand and pointing at a guy, and, like, they're actually calling them at the exact same time, whichever one you call first, like, yeah. It, they're going to go down on the score sheet at 16.04 of yeah. the second period. But clearly one was called first. For me, <laughs> my thing is whatever penalties are matching, like Kane and Kachuk got the same penalty. Yeah. They should serve. They should both serve. Mm -hmm. I also heard one, though, and it was like whatever is the first penalty for each team called, is the coincidentals or 
So Shillington was the first penalty yeah. on Calgary, and Kane was the first penalty on Edmonton. So they should cancel. So they cancel out, and Kachuk is the. Mm. And I was like, that's See, a I, bit more understandable, I, I, I get it, but, but that's no. still dumb. But it's still not. They're not coincidentals. They're not. There's two separate if, penalties. If there's two roughing in the corner, you're not gonna say, "Oh yeah, Shillington's high stick from way back there is the coincidental with his roughing." It's like, well, no, he was punching Kachuk in the face, yeah. like. And yeah, Kachuk was punching Kane in the exactly. face. Exactly. It's. I thought it was so s- dumb. Because, silly, but like. Yeah, because when I saw Kachuk celebrating, I'm like, what? Why is Kane still in the box? And why? Sh- what is happening? Yeah. It was one of those ones where I think it's just one of those rules that nobody knew. And when it finally came into play, everyone's like, the fuck is this? And yeah. then it's like, well, well, why is that the rule? Like, yeah. It's, it's it's tough though because I I do understand. Like if I'm Calgary, I'm going well. Yeah, I'm gonna go. take like a chuckle out first. Yeah, but if I'm Edmonton, I'm going. Well, why isn't Shillington? But at the same time, it's like well, Shillington was the first one, so he should go. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do you think this could be like a like, like warrant a rule, rule change? Warrant a rule change. I don't. Or is it like what do you change like? Because the fucking wording of the rule. <laughs> right? Like, because that, that's the thing is, like, when you look at the score sheet, the penalties are going to say the same time. So it Or would don't ha- it change would ha- the rule, get rid of the rule. Yeah, it would have... You should it, not it, be it allowed just to be, choose who goes out yeah. first. The refs choose who it, goes it out first. It should just be... Shillington had the first penalty. Shillington's the first one out. Make it black and white. Yeah. Kachuk and... Kane are going to the box for the same reason. Yeah. They serve the same amount of time. The guy who's not going for the same reason, yeah. he goes out first. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. Simplize. Everyone's happy. It makes it sense. Ma- it makes sense. <laughs> Everybody knows what's going on. The fact on. that Calgary's like, yeah, I'm going to choose our 100-point player, 40-goal score to go out first. Yeah. Clearly. If they don't score a goal, do you think anybody says anything? I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. But it's it's the principle. <laughs> yeah, it's the idea of it. It's for situations like that. Yeah, get to prevent. I guess not to prevent, but like if they change the rule, it would be to prevent from that happening. Like again. if Shillington scored, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah he, he was got, out first. Yeah, but the fact that Kane had to wait for the whistle and Shillington yeah. was just like, it does. It just yeah. didn't make sense. It was. A, it's a dumb rule, and uh, we touched on it before. But the Lucic hit, we both agree it wasn't dirty. Because yeah. he could have done much worse. I think he let up. And also, Mike Smith, he kind of looked like he sold it a bit. He's known to embellish. Yeah. And and I just think it. I think a five in a game, for them, it's fine. It's like, it's, it, it we'll was, leave it at that. I, I think it was... So that nothing gets worse. Exactly. Throughout the game. But I, I think I, I agree with the NHL, player safety, all that. It didn't warrant supplementary no, discipline. Definitely not. And I hate Lucic is, as much as the next guy, but Which I do think is tough though, because if I'm Lucic and you're gonna tell me that okay, well you got kicked out, but it wasn't worth a suspension or a fine, because guys can get suspended and get fine can get not get suspended and get like a small slap on the wrist fine. David Prawn. Exactly. So you're gonna tell me that he got kicked out of the game but doesn't warrant a fine? Like how many guys get kicked out and don't get a fine or a suspension, right? Yeah, maybe. It's tough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know when in the game it happened? I don't know off the like, top of my head. Was his 
him getting kicked out. Was it like five? His suspension. Uh, was it under the 10 minute mark kind of thing? I don't know. Because sometimes they do that. Yeah. It's like if you're kicked out early enough, that's your game suspension because you missed yeah. the entire True. thing. <clears throat> maybe that was yeah, maybe that was punishment. Their thought. But like, I just think that there was an attempt to let up. 100%. And that's exactly he, what they're looking he, for all the time. He skated, yes, into the zone because the punk was the puck was dumped it's and he Mike was chasing Smith after decision to to play, play the puck. It, turn knowing that Lucci he, he knew well in advance that yeah. Lucic was coming in yeah he slows he he comes in he skates out t- turns around skates behind his net tries to like shield it off and then tries yeah. to like almost box out Lucic and it's like it's not gonna work bud well good luck yeah and Lucic is gliding from yeah. before this face-off circle yeah like and I saw like the and if you're Lucic, what are you supposed to just stop? Yeah, just let him play the puck and try to. I said to my dad, I said if Lucic, picture this: Lucic skates to the the red line, basically the goal yeah. line, stops and starts trying to stick check Mike Smith. What's gonna happen? Smith's gonna move the puck and then he's gonna take his stick and he's gonna chop Lucic in the yeah. back of the leg for like hacking him in the arm or something. Yeah, like. It's a lose lose. Yeah, exactly. And like we said earlier, if Lucic wanted to hit Smith. That like quoted, we're quoting Lucic here. He said, "If I wanted to hit Smith, we would both not be playing next game." Yeah, if he wanted, Smith would be dead, and Lucic <laughs> yeah, would be suspended. Say, <laughs> I think it was Avery said, "If he wanted to, Lucic would have skated off the ice after fighting somebody, and Lucic and Smith would have got stretchered off yeah. the ice. Like his head would have been through the boards." Yeah. So I, I yeah, I think everything was handled correctly. One hundred percent. And to end this off, McDavid is playing. Like God, twenty three points in ten. I games. think he has one assist so far in this one. Yeah, like, yeah, twenty three and ten. And uh, did you hear that Sid stat? No. He in when he won the, f- in oh, I can't remember what cup it was. I think it was his first one. Oh nine. I think. Yeah, he got he won the Con Smythe with, um, twenty four points in nine 19 games or 21 points in 24 games and and mcdavid has <laughs> in 20 points in nine games or yeah something like that that's stupid i can't remember it exactly but yeah it was like no it was six goals 19 assists in like 20 games yeah and mcdavid has six goals 23 points in 10 games yeah he's a freak yeah it's I'm, and he's playing like he, like, so many people say, like, you know, your your big guy's got to play when it matters kind of thing. And he is playing when it matters. Yeah, he's playing like how the best player in the world should be playing. Yeah, he's he's still playing like he's the 124, what was it, 124 points or something like that he had this season? 123. 123? Yeah. He's, he's still playing the same. He hasn't slowed down. Yeah, it's... And I'm really happy to see it because I love it when a player lives up to his hype. Yeah. Like, if he was playing disappointing, then I'd be like, McDavid's good, but, like, is he ever going to be able to win the cup? Yeah. I don't think Edmonton's going to win, but goddamn, does he deserve it because... He couldn't be playing any worse than he is. My dog would be barking right now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Gosh, this guy. But, yeah, McDavid is a god, and he is playing far and above anyone else in the league right now and carrying Edmonton. Yeah. Carrying Edmonton. Uh, last series here. 
uh, New York, Carolina. What have been your thoughts on this one? Honestly, haven't really caught many of the games because they're always the before the they play before Calgary. Yeah, and I mainly I, most of the time I'm golfing before the Calgary games. Fair, start. fair enough. <laughs> and uh, so I just kind of see the highlights. Yeah, kind of surprised that it's two two. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I I thought that Carolina was going to wipe them. Honestly, I had. I had um, Carolina in six, six, but following the track record, it seems like it's a home team's taking it. Yeah, which has been the entire playoffs for Carolina. Yeah, they when need they, to win away games. When they played in Boston, the home, only the home team won. Yeah. So Carolina is like one game above five hundred in these playoffs right now. Yeah, and like you said, they need to start. They need to start winning some away games. And last time I saw it, they were zero and eight on the power play of the series. Yeah, and like that's not helping. Look at Florida. Exactly, <laughs> their power play stunk this playoffs. Yeah. Um, the one thing too with like even if. In the situation, I guess, because it'll go back to Carolina now. So Carolina could just win the home games and win the series. But does Carolina, coming off a seven-game series, beat Tampa Bay that's had rest? And not able to win... A home game? Uh, <laughs> or an away game, sorry. An away game, and Tampa never loses back-to-backs? Yeah. like I said that, actually, when Tampa went up 2 nothing, I said they're done. And that, then my dad was like, why? I said, well, they don't lose back-to-back games. It's it's impossible now. <laughs> the only way to beat them is to go win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. Like, yeah. It, unless you're going to beat them back-to-back. Unless you're going to beat them every other game, starting with the first one. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting because Carolina looks like a complete juggernaut at home. Yeah. But Tampa is just their dogs. In themselves and don't lose back-to-back games mm-hmm. and if it comes to a series clinching game it's hard to score on Vassy so you can't go down in the series and I'm gonna say imagine this you're Tampa Bay it's game six you have a chance to win the series you lose in Carolina they do that stupid storm surge that's just motivation Bolton for... Bolton board material. Exactly, for them to destroy you. They're going to beat them 10 nothing in a game seven if yeah. it came to it. Like, I, I don't... I, I do think that... I do think Carolina beats the Rangers. Yeah. I want the Rangers to beat Carolina. But whoever comes out of that series is just going to lose to Tampa Bay. It's going to be like... Or at least it's just... You're going to... It's going to be so hard. Yeah. If you're going to beat Tampa, you're going to have to scratch. It's going to have to be in seven. You're going to have to scratch and crawl your way out of that. And if it's not in game seven, you're going to be in the quadruple overtime of game six. Yeah, because the only time a team won two in a row in the Tampa-Toronto series was Tampa six and seven, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. I said to my dad, I said either Tampa's going to win in seven or the Leafs are going to win in seven. That was after game five because I said... They need to either they're gonna lose and then win or they're gonna lose and then lose. Yeah. For Toronto, because they're not gonna beat them back to back. Yeah. So, but to, like to stick with this, like 
Kako is has been an absolute ghost, and it's really kind of hard to see for a second overall pick. And like, what do you kind of if you're a Rangers fan, how, like, how are you feeling about that when your second overall pick isn't really performing? He had a career year this year, he had like thirty eight points. Very different player styles, but it's just like Jake for ten and in Vancouver, yeah. like. You just kind of keep holding on to it, or like Yolevi, like, oh, you know, he's like at least for ten and played in Vancouver. Yolevi got hurt and was back in Europe and whatever, yeah, down in the minors. But it's just like you kind of just, I feel like they're just holding on to the fact, like, oh, he's he'll be a superstar one day. They're holding on to the second overall. Yeah, they're thing. holding on to like the selection that they made. Yeah, it's not it's not the player that the player is, but it's well, he was second overall. He's going to be good at some point. Yeah. How long can you hold on to that for? How many second overalls have been like, yeah, underachieving like that in previous years, like the last few years, right? Because as much as he's not performing like a first overall, Lafreniere has been playing really good these playoffs. Yeah, like he's showing a lot more than just skill. Like he's showing tenacity, and yeah. and he's this is his like, first full NHL yeah. season, and he's showing like he wants. Like he has the grit to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has he like has he been performing like at first overall usually does? No. Has he been kind of underperforming overall as a player? Yes, but he sh- you you notice him in the playoffs. Yeah. Kako is a complete ghost and even given opportunity to play with like Zabinajad, Panarin, Kreider, yeah. Cop, like all those guys who are competent line mates and very 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 some of the best players in the world. Yeah. He's still not putting out anything, so I'd be worried if I'm Tampa, if I'm a Rangers fan. One hundred percent. Especially when it comes down to like what you play for playoffs. Like if he was a ghost in the regular season, but showing up in the playoffs, at least it's like, at least he's doing it now. Yeah, but the what, fact that he wasn't doing it during the regular season and the playoffs, it's yeah. like, like what is he? In t- what? How many years has he been in the league now? He was Jack Hughes' year, so I think he's in his third year. I think he had like 38 points this year. That's. Search up someone different. <laughs> oh, DB, not DB. Tried to do hockey DB. Mm, gotcha. Capocaco, 66 games, 13 points. 48 games, or sorry, 23 points. 48 games, 17 points, 43 games, 18 points, for a total of 157 games and 58 points. Which, like... In his career? In his career. So far? Like, that's like, not Like, as good. a young guy in the NHL, that's not bad. But as a second overall pick, that's buns. Even as a young guy in the NHL, that's still not very... 10 goals, 9 goals, 7 goals. Like... In 66, 48, 53. At least, like... Jack Hughes, you see the superstar player in him. Yeah. He has he is, hi- you see his highlights sometimes and it's like damn, like you know, he's got he's got some tricks up his sleeve kind of thing like there's glimpses of this guy's going to be good. When have you seen that from Capocaco? Yeah. So like especially now in the playoffs and when you're going to need the most even strength scoring has been like the downside of New York, like if they're not on the power play, then it's, you're rarely going to see a lot of goals. They rely on Shesterkin a lot. Kako, man, you've been given the opportunities over and over again. You need to start capitalizing on them. Yeah, 100%. Them. 
So, like, that's what worries me about New York is because, like, if one thing's not working for them, like, if they can't get a save from Shostak, and we saw it many times in the Pittsburgh series. Yeah. They had so many things go their way, and it took a third-string goalie, no Crosby for a game, and overtime in Game 7 to get past Pittsburgh. And so it's like if they're not getting a save, wasn't and it, even strength. Wasn't there one other guy that was hurt? That like, it was I mean Jari on one foot basically. The Smith. The Smith. The Smith was out. Yeah. Jari came back and played on a broken foot. Oh, uh, Ricard Raquel, Raquel came back. Yeah. Yeah. You got three broken guys. And that, Brian Dumoulin got hurt. Yeah. So those guys all in the lineup, and you just squeeze past them. Yeah. Like. So it's like if, as much as the Rangers, like they have. They, ha- they have the New York type of team. Yeah. They have the glamour. Yeah. But it's just like, it's rare that you see them like show up when it matters. And exactly. I mean, yeah, they won two in a row versus Carolina, but Carolina hasn't really proved like they, they're a good road team, which they're relying heavy on that home ice advantage. Because if it was the other way, then they'd be out in seven. Yeah. At this rate. So... New York, you just got to get some even strength and secondary scoring, especially from your second overall pick from three years ago because right now he ain't doing any. He's just, he's playing like a fourth-round pick right now. Pretty sure, like, Chase on had the same amount of points as Kako this year, if not maybe more. What did, That's my guy. What did Chase on have this year? Chase on. Let's see. And Kako had, what, 17 points? This year? Somewhere around there? Something like that. You want to take a guess at Chase On's stats from this season? I think he had 16 points. No, he had like 10 goals. I think he had like 21 points. 22 points. 67 games, so he did play like 20 more games. But But he's also a a fourth liner. (laughs) Signing off a PTO, league minimum, like... Not zero that, expectation. Not which who so. knows? Maybe that's what it is. It's just being a he second o- second overall pick, playing in the city of New York. Yeah, like, but no, yeah. I uh, how do you see the Carolina Rangers series finishing, and how can either team? What does each team have to do to kind of win and close out the series? Well, for New York, it's just. If Igor's got to be playing, if Igor's not playing, then they're, they're then they're hooped. Yeah. Um, yeah, Igor's got to be playing for New York. I want to see New York win. Carol- they got to get even strength scoring too. Exactly. Like like you just said though, like Carolina at home, they seem like they can't lose at home. Yeah. And the series is in favor for them to win in Game Seven at home. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think Igor's got to steal a game in Carolina for them to win. Yeah. No, I totally and agree. I think it would be interesting because there's the talk of Anderson coming back at some point. Yeah, he traveled with the team yeah. to New York. If Anderson's healthy, do you put him in not playing for how long he hasn't played for? Depends. Do Like, if they're down 3-2, then, like, is it a Jari situation with Pittsburgh? Right. Like, do, like how do you not bring back your starter? 
But if but, he hasn't played, but in also forever, right? Ranta isn't Louis Domingue. No, Ranta is a lot more. Oh, one hundred percent. Like if Casey DeSmith was playing, yeah, they wouldn't have put Jari. In. No, I don't think so. It's just that it's Louis, going from your third goalie to your starter. Yeah, so I honestly think they just ride they, Ranta. I think they ride Ranta too until a series break. Yeah, until like Freddie's fully healthy. And, and like, then game if they win game one against Tampa, you put Freddie in, and if he starts to get lit up, you go right back to Ranta. Yeah. And you you and I think Ranta would understand that going. I mean, he, obviously he'd be pissed off because he's like, I got you here, but I think if you're Brindamore, you probably go back to your guy. Yeah, like like Freddie should have been a Vesna candidate this year. So yeah. I think you kind of just gotta ride that. But also I understand riding Ranta. Yeah. But also Freddie got you to the number one spot in the division. Exactly. It's back and forth over and over who do you go with like i think if ranta brings them there freddie could have brought them there and be even better even yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the playoffs uh rangers rangers in six (laughs) no i'm just kidding honestly yeah no i I just don't see rangers going into carolina and beating them no i think it's going till seven yeah i think carolina wins in six i truly do I think they, uh, I think they beat New York in Game Six, and win. But we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want to end it off with something a little bit lighter. Thor: Love and Thunder trailer came out. Yes. Did you Did you watch that? I did. I'm excited for that. July eighth, I think it is. Third. Third. Fifth. Fifth. Three plus five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. We're probably both wrong. Oh, Cassian Breakway. Oh no, oh, he just mm, tried the Forsberg. I got it on. But no, the it looks so good, dude. It looks so good. And now Christian Bale's in the MCU. July eighth. July eighth. Christian Bale's in the MCU now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um. Yeah, I just hope the expectations of it. But it's just Thor movies. They've always been good. Except Dark World. Yes. Might be so, the worst. Okay, I take it back. They're not all good. <laughs> it's funny because the Thor series has one of the best MCU movies and one of and the one worst. worst. Yeah. I think they just saw Dark World and they're like, okay, hey, no, we have to do better. Yeah. So then they just went all out. Ragnarok was sick. Yeah. Ragnarok was the third and Dark World was the second. Yeah. So they're like they saw Dark World and the reaction from it, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't have this yeah. again." But no, this was fun, bro. Yeah, good. This is a good, good episode fun. here. Uh, the rest of the playoffs is going to be really fun, and entertaining. So I'm excited to see how far Tampa goes, what Colorado does. Do they finish St. Louis off in the next couple of days? We'll see. But um, let the people know where they can follow you. I do this every time, dude. You can't put me on the spot like this. I think it's bgoff underscore 73 on Instagram and goff underscore Brandon or something. I I don't know my handles. You know what's coming, man. You know what's coming every time. Uh, Twitter is goff underscore Brandon. Goff underscore Brandon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, go follow the brother on the socials. Um, You know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter, at Jevin.Lefave, find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Uh, follow Hayden, uh, Hayden underscore Barton, I think. Um, 
it doesn't matter. He's not. He's, we're, we're not important enough for him. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. He decided. He decided to go to other commitments. Yeah. But whatever. Don't want to uh, hang out with you anyways, Hayden. Yeah. Whatever, man. But uh, if you're listening to this, but you want to watch instead, head over to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy. Subscribe, ring the bell, like, comment, do all that sorts of jazz. And yeah, this is super fun. Playoff hockey. It's gonna get crazier and crazier. And look forward to talking to you again, Brandon. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.